Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy to use app and convenient betting locations district wide. Online, in app, or in person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly. Are you listening? Damn. Oh my goodness. Is this for real? Is this really happening right now? Yeah. Shot through the chart. Music review podcast. Back for season two? No. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yes, we're back. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the Shot Through the Chart Music Review Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Podcast is the word You're so I was excited to say. you can't talk. I, I guess not. Anyway, I'm AC Ponce. This is Stephanie Henderson. Um, guys, we are back for season two. We are back, and uh, you know how this goes. Same as last season. Um, this is going to be our uh, honorable mentions episode. Honorable mentions. We are doing the year of 1991, so this is exciting. Yeah. Um, there are some pretty awesome songs that we saw on this list, and we're super excited to get to them. Uh, this Not go super around. excited because I'm kind of bummed that there were so many good songs in the between the 41 to 100 yeah. range that I'm so afraid that like they didn't leave any good songs for the 40s, the top 40s. Well, I mean, I mean, or maybe that's just a testament to say how good that year was. That's in music. what I'm th- It's a double-edged sword. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see what what goes on, not that we haven't already looked, but from what I, we took I a haven't peek committed at, it to memory, so. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know anyone who has, but uh <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so uh, for those of you, if this is your very first time listening to the Shot Through the Chart Music Review welcome. Podcast, welcome, welcome, you are going to have a good time, you're going to enjoy. Um, you're going to probably want to punch me because I interrupt AC so You're probably going to want to punch somebody between the two of us, <laughs> between... Uh, you and all your our, notes, our, me and my interruptions. Yeah. Even though I have so many notes, fact checking sometimes is not the best. Um <laughs> So, but uh, I encourage you, go back, listen to our first season. Yes. Uh, I feel like we did a pretty darn good job. If we didn't, then hey, you know, we're learning and we're happy to do the second season. And I think it's going to be super fun. I'm super proud of the first season just because, you know, we we went in not really knowing what we wanted to exactly. do with it, what direction we wanted to go with it. And we kind of, we, we found our groove towards the end. And so now, like, we we took the longer break than we wanted to, but... I feel like we're going to come back second season so much more excited, so much stronger, and just hopefully with better music. Yeah, I mean, hey, not that the music in the last season right. was bad. I, mean, last, I thought it was last pretty great, was good, actually. But I, of course, like, it's so exciting to, you know, start with a new list of... <laughs> don't knock over the mic. We need that. Jeez, goodness gracious. That's <laughs> so like... rusty. That's just trying to knock off the rust. <laughs> but, like, it's just exciting to, like, find... To start a new year of music, you know? Because we see where, you know, where the top hits are taking us, where right. what people liked, and then the next season we can get into the year of my birth. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so guys, um, for those unfamiliar with our process and how we get our information and all that, so <laughs> we are taking the list of the 1991 Billboard Hot 100 mm-hmm. year end. So don't think yes. we just pull this in the middle of the year. This no, is no. at the very end when they close out. In November, which is, I think, is a weird time to close out, but I guess, who knows? I I, I don't know. I guess, well, we kind of ran into that situation last season because we were like, well, this song came out in December of 1990, but it wasn't on this list. It's on next year's list. Right. You know, that's kind of just how, I guess, the Billboard charts do their... There was like a Millie Vanilli song that came out in 89 that popped up in the 90s, so... So, although it think, may not have been released in right, and that's I think that's it. I think yeah. they finish the song maybe in December, and they don't release it until January. Right. So, right. Tech, even though it was technically eighty nine, they right. still count as. And even sometimes you'll see some very popular songs towards the bottom of the list simply right. because they probably by that right, yeah, <laughs> what came out late the previous year. And then by the time it comes around November next oh, year, that's true. it's yeah. overplayed and people right. are like, we're, we're, we're done with it, we're uh, sick of it, and that sort of that thing. Actually, so. That's kind of what happened to my number one song in my top five picks, my top five pick for this for this episode. Mm. Yeah, it came out late, 1991. 
So, 1990? No, 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 1991. So if it came out, it came out November. Oh, okay. before they closed out the list. Okay, all right. So it didn't make it nearly where it should have, nope. and I'm upset. Okay, all right. Sorry, was that really loud? Uh, so anyway, the way to determine those lists, the uh, Hot 100 lists, based on record sales, Nielsen ratings, record play, uh, radio play, excuse me. Um, record sold. The, all that yeah, that sort of thing. Not looking at uh, iTunes sales just yet. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it's 1991 and uh, we're a couple years out on that. Um, it's called innovation. Yeah. Uh, are we missing anything as far as that? No, uh, I don't think so. Hmm, okay. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, this is this. Uh, like I said, I'm excited to get into to. Uh, I think uh, one of our highest listened to episodes was the honorable mentions episode mm-hmm. from last season. So yeah. I'm excited to put another one out. Um, but to kind of give the audience uh, who they're kind of listening to, um, I wanted to ask you, Steph, what is the last song? That you went and searched for on YouTube, like to go actively listen to. Like, are we starting from today or from like yesterday? I, I guess the last, the last one. I okay, so it's because I be was a little... just listening to music before well, right, we started. Right. So, so does that count? No, I mean like the last one that you like actively just like, hey, I really want to listen to this song, like just for your own enjoyment. Um, I feel like I'd have to go pretty far back for mine because it doesn't help that I just listen to so much EDM music because I just had to do a, a DJ gig uh-huh. where they wanted EDM music which not my favorite brand of music I found a couple good ones but it's not my for me the last one that I listened to mm-hmm. uh, this is good I don't know where it came from it, literally this is the song I listened to right before I went and did my gig mm-hmm. was uh, Evanescence Going Under nice I don't know what, where it came from I like, don't know why people hate it so much on Evanescence that girl's voice is amazing yes, Amy Lee is pretty oh my pretty gosh incredible. I love her um, but um, so but definitely a throwback to my more emo years. The last, I don't even count them as emo y. But my last, the last song, uh, I'm not ashamed to say this, was uh, Sean Mendez holding me back. That is, oh man. For some reason, like every time it comes up on the radio, I'm so glad when it comes on the radio, I don't have like a passenger in the car while mm-hmm. I'm working. Oh yeah, it's, it's I, a song that I you turn get it super into all the way up, like obnoxiously so, and yeah. I just and. I caught myself speeding like really bad the other day and I was near the airport so I was like ooh. He's got some God. good songs I, like that. I just love how powerful his voice is but it's not overwhelming mm-hmm. and especially I don't know the song is just so good. Yeah. So good. And then the one you want to know the one before that? That one's even more interesting. What's that? It's the Gaston song from Beauty and <laughs> the Beast. <laughs> I, okay. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Quick question. No. Wait, no, no. wait, wait. Yes. Uh, new live action? No, no, or no. Old no, school the animated? cartoon. The animated okay, one. Okay, alright. The animated okay, one. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, let me ask you, can I get your number? <laughs> can I get your number? <laughs> Sorry. We, we watched that video yesterday. That was kind of a throwback. but uh, That was great. Oh, uh, goodness. But, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I just wanted to ask that because, you know, I for those of you who are... Who are new to us mm-hmm. and kind of want to get what our musical backgrounds are? You can definitely go back and listen to last seasons, but uh, that's or just watch Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> or be super emo and listen to some old Evanescence. Yes, uh, golly, that is a good song though. Going under. Going under. Anyway, uh, so guys, um, so we're gonna take a quick break. Breakage. Um, so soon? Yeah, Aww. we want. I'm trying to give as much time as I can. We're gonna. We're, we're gonna. I'm, Should I'm, we talk about that group? What group? That sent. That wants us to review their music. We we will talk about them in the next episode. Aww. We we. I mean, we have a lot of news to catch up on. Okay. And unfortunately, we have so many songs that we want to get through today oh, that we we're gonna have, have to lot. save we're a lot of stuff that we want to talk about, and even some shoutouts that I want to yes. do. Uh, for next episode, just but this is hang just so, tight, guys. Next episode. This is just gonna be so chock full of, of, of cringeworthiness. No, not, there's children's we, meat. We'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll just a tiny bit. But uh, but guys, uh, we're so glad that you came back around for season two. Yes. Um, so get ready. Another honorable mention. 1991. 94. So anyway, we will see you guys on the other side of this break. We won't see them, they'll hear us. 
You know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, see ya. Bye. Welcome back. We are gonna go ahead. Welcome back. Welcome back. I don't know Welcome why. Welcome back. I was about to start getting into that song. Oh goodness gracious! But guys, um, we are going to get into this segment, which is our honorable mention. So the way this works, honorable. Okay. Since there are some, there may be a couple new folks out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from, so we only really review. Um, all the songs from the top 40, but we don't want to leave out the songs that are from number 100 mm-hmm. all the num- all the way to number 41. Yes. Okay? So we went ahead and picked five songs each, right? So mm-hmm. Steph picked uh, her five. The best five. Mm, debatable. <laughs> we'll leave that up to the audience. And then I picked my five. And we're going to talk a little bit about each of them and... Um, you know, maybe maybe we'll even make a case as to why they should be in the top 40. Yes. Um, or just, you know, talk about our general appreciation of the song. So, um, I think this is why people like this so much. You know, there's so much room for argument. Uh, and and if we you are have, good at that. Yeah, if you have any <laughs> arguments for any of these songs or any songs that we do cover. Tweet us. Tweet us. At STTC Podcast. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and you can let us let us know how you feel. Let us know uh, if we're doing this right. <laughs> we're Let probably us know not. if you appreciate this. Let us know if you agree with how awesome my reasoning is or AC's long-winded notes Not are. long-winded. There's just some points that I like to get to. But long-winded. anyway, since you claim <laughs> to have the better list, yep. and I am a gentleman, <laughs> we will go ladies first with your first five. You just want me to quickly get mine over with so you can drag on about yours. No, okay, if anything, because don't, hey, you may not have notes, <laughs> but you know how to drag on. Don't even, don't That's even play. because I okay? talk a lot. Yes. I get, um, I get sidetracked. But anyway, I mean, that, then that, uh, you know, reels me in to make sure I don't go so, so long. I have a, you know me, I'm a stickler for time. So anyway, we're wasting a lot of it. I don't pay attention to the time at all. Oh, I know. I trust me. I know. <laughs> the listeners will find that out listening to last season. But that's um, why I'm their favorite. We're not. I'm not even gonna open that up for discussion. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so my top five. So I'm gonna start with my least favorite to my most favorite because even if I have a top five. I still am going to categorize them into, you know, worst to best. Because I can do that. Because this is my show. So. Our show. Debatable. (laughs) So, so, okay. My number five spot goes to Delight. Oh, sorry. Microphone. Mm, I just punched Beating up the microphone. Um, It goes to Delight. Groove is in the heart. And it came up to the number 91 spot on the top 100. So. I don't even hear the song playing, but I'm already dancing to it. I'm already, it's just, it, it, <laughs> prior to me being a DJ, repeating songs always annoyed the hell out of me. Oh, but you should have played this yesterday, uh, yesterday at your gig. Is, is that kind of, is that ravey and edm it's, it's not ravey it's kind of well see it, they want that's what they wanted so it was more that's what did they want techno dancey i guess so anyway this song i chose this song because when i think about like techno and dance music like this is the first song i would think of like it just has such a strong i just stuttered really bad strong staying power that like for some like and I wasn't even born yet when the song came out. I was born in ninety two. So even then I still didn't have an appreciation for whatever the song was. But I just know this song as a dance like Definitely. club hit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so in saying that so on their wiki page for this song specifically, it has a t- a tab <coughs> Excuse me. That says impact and legacy. Ooh, like dang. legacy. Okay, because like when I go to Wikipedia, I see some of them have like, like they have like specific like yeah. mentions and like yeah, awards and accolades. I think that's the first one that has right? a legacy. Yeah. So it says impact and legacy, and it's only one sentence. It says in 2011, The Guardian featured the song 
on their A History of Modern Music, Dance. Like, this is this song okay, to them, little, for some reason, is going down in history. To okay. them, this song had so much impact in staying power that they felt compelled to put it on their list. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's so interesting because doing my research for this, even though I don't have notes, guys, I do have research, okay? It's called Wikipedia. <laughs> but, so, there were five covers of this song. Really? The last one being in 2015. And, I think the the staying power of this song is partly due to the fact that they sampled 12 different songs to get this one song. Wow. It was... Are you going to list them all off? I'm not going to list them all off, but just some of them, because I don't even know half of these songs. So, so one of them is The Headhunters, God Made Me Funky. From 1975. Okay, all right. That makes sense. And so the drum fill from that song Mm -hmm. was used for this. Uh, Another one, if anyone feels so inclined to look this up, Vernon Birch, Get Up. Uh, The drums, the crowd noise, and the slide whistle were sampled. Why would you need to sample a slide whistle? Why don't you just get a slide whistle? They only make one noise. (laughs) And then this last one that I'll mention is from Ray Barreto from the song Right On from 1972. And you know what instrument that was sampled? What? A cowbell. A cowbell. Again. Again. Only one noise. But like I'm saying, 12. Yeah. 12 samples. Well, to make one song. And so I feel like, you know, when you have a song that has staying power, that's considered, you know, part of a legacy, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not always original, unfortunately, you know, but of course that's a, that's a thing with music. You know, someone gets their influence by someone else and, you know, things like that. But I just, I remember the song. I don't know if it was this specific song that was on the movie Clueless. Uh, and they were at the club and dancing and like everyone was going home and the guy was still dancing. I don't remember. Um, Christian. He, he ended up being gay. I have not Uh, seen that entire movie. Uh, that was my favorite movie growing up. And I think partially why I talk like this is because of how much I've seen that movie. I, sometimes I just talk super Valley girl, but I have, I don't know. I don't know. Don't, don't make that face. You said it, not me. But anyway. Anyway. So, I don't know. I guess it's just, uh, I can't believe, 12 samples is just a lot, in my opinion. But I like the song. I like, I just couldn't listen to it all the time. I'm just not, like, I don't need, I need real lyrics. Mm -hmm. And I don't, Chris in the heart. There are some verses in there. Yeah, but that, I don't remember any of it. Anyway. So, that was my number five. Thoughts? No, I think I said everything I needed to say. Okay. So, my number four is quite controversial. It is Vanilla Ice, and it is Play That Funky Music. Nice. Now, you're making a face. Well, I mean, I just don't see... You think... Do you think this deserves to be in the top 40 or do you just enjoy it that much? I think it, I wouldn't say it deserves to be in the top 40. Let me, let me of, rephrase that for you. It does not belong in the top 40. It barely belongs on this list. It is a no, 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 no. bad song. I think it, I think it should be on the list because it peaked. I did my research. It peaked at number four before the controversy, controversy, controversy. happened. Hey, before the controversy happened, it peaked at number four. On the Billboard Hot 100. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, that at that not, time... That does not detract from the fact it's it, a bad song. No, no, no. Because then you'd have to say the first, the original version is a bad song. No. Why? No, 
the original play that funky music? Yeah. No. Because it's mostly Vanilla Ice in this song. It's not mostly... He just sampled their song. I know. Okay. Why are you... But it's if, a bad song because of him. It's not a bad song because of the <sighs> song he sampled. You're just being judgy of no. Vanilla Ice. Excuse me? <laughs> I love Vanilla Ice. But Vanilla Ice was on my list last season. Then why do you have such an issue with him being on the song? I don't have an issue with him being on the song. I have an issue with the song itself. And he is the one who makes it bad. You're saying the same thing. No. What? <laughs> As what? As what I just said. Okay. Anyway, so. This song, of course, is not originally Vanilla Ice's song. The songwriter who originally created it was not credited. And the original songwriter, Robert Parisi was later awarded half a million dollars in copyright infringement yes, lawsuit. I agree with that. If you like if you're gonna sample somebody's stuff, if you're gonna you gotta give make a some cover, sort of if you're gonna Yeah, you have to give credit where credit is due because you didn't come up with that. Exactly. My foot is so asleep right now, oh my god, it hurts so bad. Um Why don't you sit like a normal No, it's being? this one that's oh, sitting normally. Okay, that's weird. Um so although so this is the this is the thing. This is why it became popular. The this DJ at a club was trying to play Ice Ice Baby. But back then when things were on the cassettes, you had a B and an A side. He put it on the wrong side to play and he ended up playing this and this is where it caught on. I think you have that flipped. Really? Because I think you told me this story, mm. and you said he was going to go play play that funky music, because I think that's the name of the album, right? Anyway. Yes. That was on the A side. Ice Ice Baby was on the B side, and he put on the B side with Ice Ice Baby. And that's why Ice Ice Baby blew up. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Just making sure. <laughs> Plus, so, like I said, you told me the story. Okay. No, you you told me the story yeah. once, so I was just making sure. Yeah. So, so he met. So, <laughs> the the way that it's worded in here is confusing to okay. me too. So, okay, says although it did not initially catch on, mm-hmm. its B side "Ice Ice Baby" gained more success when a DJ played the track instead of the single's A side. Mm-hmm. So, okay. The following six. So specify what is right. Okay, right. So the following of the success of Ice Ice Baby was re the song was reissued. Okay, re released. Right, re well it says reissued, but yeah, re released with new lyrics. Mm. Yes, as its own single. So. So once Ice Ice Baby caught on and like the popularity was gained, because of the issue with the play that funky music, it was re-released with different lyrics, and given and credit was given to the original songwriter. Okay. Well. So I mean I'm okay with that, but also I feel like I don't I don't really I'm obviously not in tune with the music industry itself. And how that all works. But if you just got sued for half a million dollars, just leave the song alone and just right. stop playing it. Stop trying to make money from it. It just, you know what I mean? Just leave it alone. Well, okay. I mean, if they re release it, giving credit to the original writer, mm-hmm. and he gets royalties from that, oh, well, he's not going to have yeah. any issues with it. I'm sure. But still. Anyway. Because now you've. Had to rewrite lyrics. That's mm-hmm. time and money you put into it. Now to put it back out again, that's more money, you know, to come back. And maybe he's just trying to but come back from but losing that's half a million dollars. After the success of Ice Ice, right? Baby. I think he's trying so. to just come back from the half a million dollar loss. <laughs> but anyway, so Australia it peaked at number thirteen. Canada number four. Germany number nineteen. U.S. U.S. singles number ten. U.S. Billboard Hot 100, number four. So. Okay. My next number three. My number three is Divinals. Oh, that's right. Okay, I have it switched up in my... Yes. In my Because uh, I decided notes. to put it from... That's right. Yeah. Yes. I put it in order. So, 
I Touch Myself. That is the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Number 52. It, it peaked at number 52. It, it was left at number 52 mm-hmm. towards the end. I don't... The only reason why I chose this song was simply because I just know it by the name of the song. Yeah, of course. Because honestly, I didn't even know who sang it. Don't... I... Uh, there were 14 cover versions of this song. Any notable ones? Notable. Pink. Really? Uh, also. Mm. Weird Al. Mm. Was it like one of his polka ones? Yes. Okay. It's called Polka Your Eyes Out. Yeah. He does a couple of those albums. Some of them don't sound half bad. Oh boy. Hey, hey, I have an appreciation for Weird Al, so. And then it says, Gina Riley infamously parodied the song on Fast Forward. Which is Australia's highest rating uh, sketch comedy TV show. Okay. Because, you know, we're so in tune with. Hey, Australian it, media. It was it was such an important thing that they decided they had to write about it. But the the only <laughs> so of course I like the song. I enjoy it. I mean, but the only issue I had was in the music video. Like, like the the lyrics are already sexy. Mm-hmm. You don't need to put that much much effort into making the mm-hmm. music video sexy. I feel like okay, so the because, song is kind of tongue in cheek and kind of right. funny as it is. I feel like the music video could have been. A bit more humorous, mm-hmm, maybe. I don't know. I think they're just trying to go for girl power. I but so. I don't. In girl, going for girl power, her boobs were like sitting up on a shelf, like of Scaffling. her dress, and her, like she does this weird thing with her lips that just make them look really big, and like she's trying to pronounce every single word and like trying to be seductive, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look seductive. It just looks kind of silly. Mm-hmm. And I was like. I don't know if she's doing that on purpose to look silly or if she's really trying to be seductive, but it's not working. Just let the song own the lyrics. Right. You know? So, my number four is ABC, which is another bad creation. Number two? Are you going from five to one? Oh, sorry. Number two. Yeah, number two. (laughs) Sorry. It reached number 52 on the the top 100. (sighs) And yeah, so it's uh, another bad creations, mm-hmm. Aisha. Um, I love this song just in itself because I grew up. My dad uh, used to play this song all the time, and of course, they were produced by uh, Michael Bivens. Bivens from uh, New Edition, uh, Belle Biv DeVoe. So I just have a really great appreciation for appreciation for you know how he made like six year olds come out with music that was decent, you know, and it was hip-hop Ooh. and it was rap. You have an issue with kids talking in general, so your opinion yes. doesn't count. But, yes. but, like, so the song, it's like, the song is playful, and the song, it's just, it's a kid's, You, it, it's just a kid singing, you know what I mean? Kid singing. The dancing was in the music video was, was kind of cute, but the song reminds me too much of their other song, At the Playground, like, they sound exactly the same. If you got your DJ set up and all that stuff, you put Aisha and and uh, at the playground together and mix them, like they would already be the same song, mm, you know. So to me, that was the only thing that bothered. Me. I think they were like a two-hit wonder. Like after this, I don't remember them, but they kind of coincide with like crisscross with when um, Boyz II Men first came out. Mm-hmm. And then I know that um, a lot of the kids or two two of the kids. Uh, worked with uh, Michael Jackson. They worked obviously with New Edition. Mm-hmm. They did some stuff. Um, let's see. I just think I just think it's interesting that you know. Oh, they're on in Living Color with mm-hmm. Keenan Ivory Wayne's. Like, I just think it's interesting that he went back for like, well, this formula worked for us when we were kids. right. But I don't think they were that young. No, New Edition I, wasn't that. They young. weren't that young. So and I don't so, know, like. I, like, here's the thing. 
It's a kid group. For, like, yeah, that's yeah. It's that's a kid thing for me. It's a kid hip hop group. It's exactly. Like so I mean, if anyone has ever seen or listened to a kids bop commercial, <laughs> you just want to like, oh my, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. Like, and if there are parents that buy that for their children, I feel so terrible for you. Like, you are maybe they give it this to is their... self-inflicted. Maybe torture. they give it to their kids with headphones on. Like, I'll tell you what, if if. If I ever had some sort of extreme lack of judgment uh, and bought my child a Kids Bop CD and somehow I hear it outside of those headphones, uh, I- I'm getting you'd, rid... You'd probably go crazy. You'd well, probably I'd get, rid, I'd get rid of the, the whatever device is playing that uh-huh. and the child. Oh, no. We don't baby. Clearly, I'm, I'm joking. Or I don't. No. I would keep the music playing device. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. But the no, child so... will be fine on his own. So, so oh, digging a deeper hole. Oh my gosh! So anyway, uh, unbeknownst to me, this group had a second album. Uh, neither the album or the, any of the singles got on any kind of chart at all. So that was kind of the end of the group, you know. And it was sad too because I remember one of the one of the little boys. He was like 12 and mm-hmm. everyone else was like 7 or 8 and like it was extremely noticeable the age difference because the 12 year old was the one who was singing singing like mm-hmm. he was the Ralphie or the the Ralphie or the Bobby of That's the group. That's a shame because like you if know? he's like if he has an actual talent and right. he's surrounded by kids singing by kids yeah. singing then it's gonna it kind of dilute sa- him yeah. out which is sad but yeah. hey I mean. Yeah. Anyway. But it it was sad. But, you know, that song and um, At the Playground, of course, will always be like uh, a 70s kid because my dad, well, my dad was born in 68. But still, like, he remembers that from when he was in his 20s. And so he just remembers going to the club and just dancing it out. So they, that's all they cared about. And I'm like, how are you listening to that song in a song, club? Right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, how do you listen to kids bop in a club? It's, I don't know. It's not kids bop. It, mm... Kids bop is way cringier. Audience, why, why don't you listen to it and you tell me if I could end up on a Kids Bop album today? No. Okay? I can't. At STTC Podcast. No. You tell me. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. So, my number one pick for my honorable mentions is, of course, Miss Whitney Houston. May she rest in peace. And this song is I'm Your Baby Tonight. And it peaked at number 42. Number 42. Like I told you guys, it came out... In November, when they were about to close out this, uh, the making of the top 100 for, for 1990. And so I think that's why it ju- it almost made the top 40, but not quite, of course. So, and I'm just a little upset because this is, I, I want to say this is my ultimate favorite Whitney song. Oh, it's just so good. It's so good. I don't even know what to say about it. Like, okay, I don't really have to say anything. Listen to who the producers are, okay? Okay. Producers are Babyface, mm-hmm. Clive okay. Davis, okay, L.A. Reid, Golly, Luther Vandross, Good Stevie Wonder, Whitney Houston, uh, Ricky Minor, uh, Michael Walden, and Michael Maser. Uh, those last three that I mentioned, they were big execs uh, and producers. I for... feel like you're just missing out on Quincy Jones and right, like, <laughs> like and that's the thing. I was so... like, all right, guys, we we gotta put. Whitney, we, we gotta get her a new song. Let's find every influential black producer that right, we can and, find. And that's the thing, like, especially at that time, Stevie Wonder was huge in the in the early 90s. Of course, he was huge before that, too. But, you right. know, huge. Clive Davis was, like, killing it. That was when Mariah Carey was coming out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This is when, of course, L.A. Reid and Babyface, like, if you have yeah. those two together, you're yes, already having a it. hit. That's it. You know what I mean? That's all you need. And that's the thing. Those, the top, the first three, Babyface, Clive Davis, and L.A. Reid, kind of made Mariah Carey's career kind of take off the way it did. Mm-hmm. So having them on one song and then adding legends like Luther Vandross and Stevie Wonder and then, of course, Whitney Houston, you know, putting her, you know, mm-hmm. two cents in. That's right. just recipe for a hit. And I'm just so upset that it's not, like, number one. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I like the, the song, song. Oh, my gosh. I, I like the it. song because it influenced it. the uh, so much. the X-Men animated TV show theme song. Oh, good lord! I, that's I didn't even know that's true. where you were going with this. <laughs> Did it seem like I was saying yes, something I sincere? Yes. Okay. 
for okay, audience, for real, listen to that X Men animated theme song, and then listen to the chorus of "I'm Your Baby Tonight" and tell me they don't match up. That da 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 da. Come on. Okay, so tell me I'm wrong. So, however, although you know we think it's hit, we think it's amazing. We love this song, right? And so many hit producers were on it. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what quote unquote professional rating said when the song came out, okay? All music gave it a two out of five. Entertainment Weekly gave it a D plus. Rolling Stone gave it a three. Rolling Stone album guide called it unfavorable. Smash hit gave it a five out of ten. And the Baltimore Sun said that it was negative. Mm. So for some whatever reason, this song did not immediately you know, take off with, you know, publications. Right. You had a theory about that you were telling me about that, you know, since she was kind of moving more in the R&B right. direction. Right. And so this song is kind of a transition song from going to being the pop. And that's the thing. She was called the, what, like Michael Jackson is the king of pop. She was mm-hmm. hailed as like the princess or the queen of pop music. So, but for her, she's from New Jersey. Okay. She, she grew up in a black gospel church. She is, she loves the rhythm and blues, or she loved the rhythm and blues. And so her transition from pop to, to R&B was not favorable because they wanted that pop princess. They wanted, but I think, especially with working with Clive Davis and, and L.A. Reid and Babyface, that was probably strategic to move in Mariah, you know, because Mariah came out around, the same, uh, around that time. Mm-hmm. So they're probably, because you can, you already could have told, told last season that Mariah Carey was just going to be a hit, mm-hmm. you know? So they were probably, and it's, it's business. It's strategic. You know what I mean? It's an, it's an industry of billions and trillions of dollars, you know, move over, move Whitney over to the R and B side, let her rule that and bring Mariah Carey in to take control of like the pop scene. And so I think maybe that's just my theory on that, but mm-hmm. I'm just really surprised that it wasn't embraced the way it is because it's such a good song with taking out all the music industry politics, I guess, right. you know? So that's my stance on it, but I really love this song so much. Cool. I can't even tell you guys. I love it. Cool. So that's <laughs> Steph's top five. So get at us on Twitter. Let us know what you think yes. about it. So getting into my top five. Yay. Okay. So I, I I think you guys are getting the idea that that this list is going to be pretty awesome. If we already yeah. have yeah. a Whitney song in there, that's pretty yes. awesome. We have, um, well, I can't really say that's much it. for the Vanilla Ice song. <laughs> Groove is in the heart. That's a pretty yeah, big groove. one too. So legacy um, impact. <laughs> exactly. So okay. So uh, mine are in no particular order. Just kind of as I saw them, um, as I was going through the list. My first one is going to be uh, Wicked Games by Chris Isaac at number seventy nine. So. This song, I mean, this is such a a recognizable song. Um, Kind of slow and kind of haunting, really. Um, That's the word, haunting. Yeah. Haunting. Yes. So, um, is it, would you consider it kind of a sexy song? It kind of, to me it is. I think because of the melody of the song and just the feel of the song. And Chris Isaac's voice. Right, yeah. They they described it as like, he's, he's like a new school crooner. Okay. Like okay. your Frank Sinatra types, mm-hmm. your Dean Martin yeah. types, right? Okay, yeah. So kind, yeah. kind of like what Brendan so Murray's I, trying to do now, yeah. right? So I would, I would say it's a sexy song. Yeah. So it, it's, it's awesome, and, and this song is so recognizable. It's been covered by so many people. Mm-hmm. I think one of the more, the the bigger names was by the band Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on the Smallville uh, soundtrack. Um, I'm trying to think. It was on one of the soundtracks, and it was awesome. Uh, but there's a Spanish version by a Chilean Is band. There? Yes, which I need to. I, I I said this when I first found out about it, and I need to go find it right away. Uh, and then I feel like it's been been done a million times on a dozen different singing shows, just because yeah. the recognition factor. Because you know, yeah. uh, the, you know those shows, you have to put out a song that people right, are going to know. Because if you yeah. try and do a deep cut, people hmm. are going to be like, "I'm not voting for that guy." Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. I think this is his biggest hit. I don't think he's put out two. I think he, they said they he put out like two. Well, he put out a couple more albums, mm-hmm. and then one or two songs were 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 hits. But 
neither of them were recognizable to me. I didn't know anything about the other song. So, hmm. but this one, I I just it would be difficult for uh, for somebody not to recognize the song, especially if they grew up in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a big one. So. I think it's, the soap opera th- note that you have there rings a bell with me because that's all my grandmother. Yeah, yeah. My grandmother watched yeah. every single... Like, those shows are still on. Mm-hmm, and they right. still keep some of the original soundtracks, so... Right. Um, there is a song by the same name, by The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not... It's it's a completely different song, and I was kind of disappointed to find that out. But as you listen to that Weeknd song... Right. You could same kind of... Feel. It's the exact same feel. Same feel. Of course, any, anything The Weeknd puts out is going to be sexy as hell. right uh but i think i think the haunting part is yes, is the key because exactly. it's, it's the, the same it, mood that it's not even just the it's just the way you feel when you mm-hmm. listen to it is exactly the same which is so weird because it's hard to compare the weekend to anyone and his right. music and his style but i think that you know you have to go back to you know go forward you know mm-hmm. so right that's a that's a good point that you brought so up. i mean i that, that's just a, a great song um i've heard for a, for a karaoke song too, mm-hmm. I've heard people <laughs> sing this song. Uh-huh. Even if they're not great singers, yeah. they can pull it off. Really, and people will still love it because so it's I'll that be able recognizable. To do it? Yeah, more for guys. I don't know. I've never heard a lady sing it. Maybe you could. When's the next party? I don't know. Soon, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, so my next song that I have up here is a pretty pretty big one. Uh, it's Crazy by Seal. <laughs> Seal. Yes. So, so yes, it's it's great. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. Um but uh what's it called? Uh Crazy is his debut <laughs> single. So this is the first taste that anyone's getting or at That's least mainstream. A lot to give someone exactly. on the first go exactly. around. So like, like kind of like we talked about I forgot what song we were talking about Mariah last mm-hmm. season, but that was her debut single and was like it you emotion? said Yeah, that was her debut. I, yeah. No, was it Emotions? No, it wasn't. No. Um, anyway. Anyway, somebody yeah. listened to our last season to tell us <laughs> what we're talking about. Um, but uh, that was her debut single, and you could tell off the bat mm-hmm. she was going to be huge. Star, yeah. Same thing with, with this thing, with, with this thing, with uh, Crazy, you know. Um, uh, you know, you hear the song, and you could tell, man, Seal's going to be, he's going to be big. Um, the crazy thing about Crazy, and <laughs> say that word a million times over, um for me, I associate this as a workout song. Really? Yeah. That Why? sounds weird, okay? So there's a story behind this, all right? So my mom, uh, back in the 90s, had Cindy Crawford's workout tapes. Oh, and I don't know. I don't remember if it was all Seal. Vision of Love. The Vision of Love is the Mariah, Mariah Carey song we were talking about. Okay. Um, but I don't <laughs> know if it was all Seal, mm-hmm. but Crazy was one of the songs that Sydney Crawford That's was so weird. was working out to. Was it so, like a collaboration, or did she just I, want that? I song? don't remember. I guess she just wanted to work with Seal, or they were just like, "Hey, let's just put this song on there," hmm. right? So uh, I I, don't, I just I just think of it as a workout song. I just think of Sydney Crawford so in you know she had like a red leotard, you know. <laughs> I mean, but that's for other reasons, not right. Like, oh God. I'm joking. That's awful. <laughs> Cindy Crawford's still looking really good. She She's, does. That's crazy. Yeah, like that's crazy. her face looks exactly the same. Yeah. No yeah. wrinkles or anything. Yeah. And that's kind of scary. I mean, you can tell she's older, but right. she still looks great. Um, but anyway, so the way I would describe like this his style of music, and especially this silky, I already told yeah, silky, silky, but like the music itself is like this ethereal EDM. Not not EDM, ethereal. but but it's definitely ethereal like electronic music i wouldn't put the dance part of edm in there mm. could you dance to this song she worked it, out to it i guess if you i don't know i'm getting too dj you know um but anyway like it's so it's like it's this it's probably something you would hear in like a massage parlor <laughs> or uh a nail salon. Yeah. it, it kind of feels like enya with a little bit more rhythm <laughs> um whereas enya just feels like you're floating yeah and like, you're just supposed to be serene. Exactly, but this one it's like force. it's like you're serene, but you you have you're, you're determined you're to like, get something you're, done. You know what you are? You're on a rock at the ocean, like you're about to get pumped up to go mm-hmm. run laps around the ocean. 
Run laps on the beach, possibly, or run yeah. laps in the so, ocean. Okay, maybe Swim maybe it was perfect for the workout maybe. video though, because like was it like a Pilates type situation? Yeah, or? I think okay. yeah, it was okay. something like that. Not it wasn't like aggressive or anything. So <laughs> it wasn't P ninety X. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't think you'd get through P ninety X with crazy playing in the background. But anyway, <laughs> uh, great song all around. Seal, I, I'm glad to see we're going to be looking over his yeah. more of his stuff. Um, Ready for Kiss by a Rose. That, oh, yeah. Anyway, let's not let's not get too deep into that because I could go for days on that one. Um, my number three song is Gerardo. Oh, goodness. Rico Suave at number 89. Do, do you really not enjoy this song? I do not you enjoy. have no appreciation I have for no appreciation for Why this. not? I don't know. Suave. And it bothers me because when you played it, I was like, the heck is this? And then I, I tried to sincerely give it a shot and I was just like... Please turn that off. Just turn it. Is it like, off. like? Is it just too cheesy for you? I think the lyrics are just too ridiculous. Which is funny because like most of them are in Spanish and you can understand the yeah, Spanish. So. But like, I think the cheese factor comes off too heavily in but the music is, video. This is ninety one. That didn't I count know. as cheese. That counted as cool back but then. But for some reason, like, like with last season, what was that song with Bobby Brown was featured in it? No, uh, with Glenn Medeiros. Yes, uh, and I, like, she ain't worth it. It. It's like you've gotten the cheesiest version of that song and put it in 1991 and put it in Spanish. That's I, it. I liked That's it. it. I really liked the song. It's I clever. Can't. It's funny. Um, there's one line that just made me like, hello, mm. <laughs> right at the very beginning. Uh, yeah. Something about very... something about sushi. I'm not gonna <sighs> not gonna spell that out. I'm not gonna, you know. Repeat that. Uh, <laughs> you can go listen to the song. Yeah, go listen to the song yourself. Uh, but it's pretty great. Um, so it's on Complex Magazine. Why did you choose this one? Because I like it. It's a good song. It's you a had great... to dig deep. You had to research for this one. Because it's not like you automatically knew Well, it's hard. Song. It's hard. No, I, I automatically knew it. I did, did you? I did. I watched those like I Love the Whatevers, you know. I love the nineties. Yeah, I, I love the nineties. Yeah, and I heard the song. I was no like, "This way. is a good song. I liked it. I liked so it a lot." So now you're plagiarizing from MTV's VH ones. I love the nineties. No, I genuinely like this song. Mm. Adam, don't don't try and discredit me here. I like this song a lot. Okay, um, so it's on I'm complex. Believing that. Complex magazines top one hundred hip hop one hit wonders. Ah. Okay, so that doesn't mean anything. It's still a hit. And it's on Complex Magazine. Those folks know hip hop. It just broke you, my heart a little bit. You can't fight because me on I that. just I just remembered who Complex was, and I was like, no. Yes, see, they're legit. <laughs> I'm no longer valid. I don't know. I I have to disagree. I, I hey, strongly. You have to go up against me in Complex Magazine. Strongly, so, but hey, you can. I know that's you can like stand I, your when I thought I was up against you, I was good, and then you had to throw in your source, and now I got no leg to stand on. <laughs> you know, Complex Magazine, send us a tweet. We need to talk. <laughs> we need to talk. We need to talk. One of the foremost uh, uh, notable notable. Um, not sources. What's the word I'm looking for? Authorities on hip hop music. You're gonna go and fight them. Yeah, I'm um, not gonna fight them. I just want to have a conversation with them okay. about what they were thinking. It's a great song. Um, so I mean, that's the other thing. So I was wondering, you know, if this song would have been bigger. I didn't look at the release date or anything like that. But I'm wondering if it would be bigger if it was there was more 89. English. Wow. Uh, yeah. If if there was more English lyrics, and it mm-hmm. would it be a bit more enjoyable to the public then i'm surprised that there are barely any english lyrics in there and it made the top 100 mm-hmm. that's saying something because the he has a sick flow i'm not gonna lie like the <laughs> spanish stuff like i don't know what he's saying but the way he's rhyming it and and the way now that i he, need to keep a lookout for other spanish songs that made the top 100 and then the way that he weaves it in with his english lyrics you gotta admit like that's pretty impressive no okay <laughs> you're just not gonna give him anything no. um so I mean, so like it, it kind of you know, uh, made really made me question like what's the difference between this song mm-hmm. and the biggest song of the summer now, Despacito. Uh, so much, but okay, I'm so glad. No, 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 so- no, no. Okay, what I'm saying is like you have 
a primarily Spanish song mm-hmm. in Despacito. I'd even mm-hmm. say there's more Spanish in that one. Okay. Than Enrico Suave. Mm-hmm. So why is there so much more? Like why are why are there's people wider so into acceptance it? of reggaeton now than there was Spanish music back in the early nineties? And then that, and that opens up another question: mm-hmm. Do we have reggaeton as we know it now uh-huh. without a song like Rico Suave? Absolutely. You really think Absolutely. so? You don't think that he. Ab- Absolutely. You don't think he opened no. a door? You don't think at least he cracked no. open a window for that to happen? He put a dent in the door. Okay. No cracking of a he window. He helped make no it happen. No unlocking though. of a door. Just dent the door a little I bit. I think he helped make it happen. Mm. Mm. Because before this, like, I, I can't really find any no. other examples of Spanish and hip-hop coming mm. together like that. Mm. No. You're so you're I'm so, so incensed I'm by this. So twitchy right now just because my my love for reggaeton is just so up there from like my upbringing and all my friends growing up like I just I can't. Complex magazine. She wants to fight you. I, anyway, I my next song. My next my next song. Uh number 4 is UB40, mm. right? Here I am come and take me at number 72. So I love this song um, because it combines two things that I like a lot. UB40 and their reggae, kind of that new school reggae. Not, it's not new school now, but it was probably Back new then, school yeah. then. Yeah, um, But that, you know, kind of, I don't know how to describe it. Kind of a, uh, anyway, their reggae sound mm-hmm. plus an old school favorite of mine mm-hmm. by Al Green. What? Why are you so disappointed? I'm not disappointed. I just are you I still love, wound up? No, I one? love Al Green so much. So the fact that you worked him in there, like it just. I I, I didn't work him in there. They did. Did they covered his song? Okay. Well, it's a straight cover. They just is put, a straight cover. Yeah. They nothing original. Nothing original. Wow. It's just a straight cover, and what, that's you know that's always awesome. Like. Why did it not sound always like a complete, awesome? It didn't sound like a completely different song, but it sounded like just a different song. At first mm-hmm. listen, it didn't sound like... Well, you listen to the lyrics. I mean, it's the exact same lyrics. It's just... And then it's the same chord progressions and right. all that. Well, so yeah. it's not too different of a song. Um, I think just because Al Green has a distinct voice. And that, that song puts his own particularly... Uh-huh. I think... I, I don't know if they... I know in the original they used a lot of horns. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know. I know UB40 has used horns in their song, but Al I don't Green know. Al Green is very partial to horns. Depends on his song, but um, anyway, these two coming together, I I just love it, love it, love it. Um, I think UB40 is is mostly. I mean, they've done a lot of great great covers. Um, well, two out of three, I'd say. <laughs> um, so with this one, here I am, and then they did. Uh, um, I can't help. Uh, Falling in Love with You by Elvis Presley. I think... So many people have covered that. Recently. I don't know why, but uh, a lot of people recently have been covering that song. Um, But I think... Well, okay. So you're you're competing with uh, Queen on that one, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. No, it wasn't Queen. Not Queen. Who am I thinking of? Oh, they did a different Elvis song. Wow. (sighs) I'm embarrassing myself. Um... Someone else did. Somebody else. Somebody else did a, a cover of this song, but there's so more, so much more today that have, um, that have covered the song, uh, covered I Can't Help Falling in Love With You, uh, and then they did a cover of I Got You Babe by Sonny and Cher, mm. which... Love it. I'm, I'm okay with that song. Their cover is, is alright, mm-hmm. um, but definitely not as good as the Elvis cover and the Al Green cover. So, but I think UB40's biggest song mm-hmm. is probably got to be Red Red Wine, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, but I think I think this song comes in a very close second, though. Yeah. So I mean, uh, pretty great song. So don't know much more I can say about it. Covered that Elvis song. That's right. Yes, I remember that. And also, Haley Reinhardt. Haley, Re- that's the one that I remember. Yes. Haley Reinhardt. That was very. Bo- that was um, only two years ago. Yeah. So, anyway, not too much more I can say about this. I mean, the music video is just—it's another concert music video, which we've okay. talked about yeah. before. You know, yeah. very feels, popular. In the feels movies. like feels like cheating, really. Um, I mean, I think back then it was so new to them to do that. They were just like, let's possibly. because 
Kind well, okay. Kind to be record fair, a concert back to be in those fair, days. it didn't really look. It looked like a fake concert. Mm-hmm. So, what was a new edition situation? Yeah, new edition. who else did uh, that? Meant new uh, kids. New kids did but that. Not new edition. And then, um, James Ingram. I don't have yes. the heart. Yes. But that was like a rehearsal. That was a rehearsal. Rehearsal yeah. music video. That's that exactly. was a rehearsal for a concert. Yeah, there you go. And she was still feeling it, <laughs> even though he was saying some terrible things. Uh, anyway, moving right along to my oh, last one. Oh, and I want money, lots and lots yes. of money. That was definitely that was, fake music. Yes. Fake, fake music video, fake concert. concert. But uh, golly, man, we, we covered some great songs we last really season. Did. Guys, go back and listen to that season. There's <laughs> oh. some awesome songs. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't jump back there. But anyway, my last song for 1991 uh, is going to be... Something to Talk About by Bonnie Raitt, number 55. Everyone knows this song. I'm so Everybody confused does. as to why it's not in the top 40. Mm. Or at 40. I didn't look up the release date, but it could have just been an overplayed type thing. Because this Maybe. is a really good song. Um, you know, because... Uh, and, and Bonnie Raitt always puts out some great uh, great music. Um, I thought this was going to be our first country hit. But technically, Mm-mm. it is a blues rock yep. hit. Oh, it's gonna happen. No, you know it's gonna happen. No, no. We haven't even talked about Garth Brooks. We haven't even talked about George Strait, uh, oh, the Dixie Chicks. Whatever. Oh, that's gonna oh, be the, the Dix- one. Oh, no. That's gonna be the one. Ugh. Maybe you bring me to- back to uh, what was that show? What? There was a lip syncing show back in the nineties that I used to watch, and everyone would cover of Dixie Chicks. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of <sighs> curious who is gonna be the first country artist to break this. It was to break released this list. in June 1991. June? So, middle of the year. So, I don't know why it got so low. Maybe It probably just... played out so much that... No, who knows. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... But, Bonnie Raitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, great singer. Such a great singer. In fact, she lands right dead center Ugh, of the killing. 100 greatest killing me. singers of all time. Wow! Mm-hmm. Number of 50. Of all time? Of all time. So, let me put that into perspective. That's insane. I'm going to read you the last three. At number one hundred, no, the last three, like no, at a hundred, you're lying. You're gonna be upset. You're with this. lying. So number one hundred is Mary J. Blige. Shut up. Okay. When did this list come out? Uh, I don't remember. I I have it somewhere. Okay. Um, number ninety nine, Steven Tyler. That that's not possible. Right. Not that, possible. I mean, that dude's like probably. I want to see great. their top ten list. I I, I I'm gonna. We'll, we'll have to look at it a little bit. Uh, and then number 98, Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac. Shut up. Right? I feel like Rolling Who made Stone this list? list. It's Rolling Stone. No. Yes. I, I, Rolling you would Stone, think... tweet us. We have a lot to talk about, too. What are you doing? We're about to be in a fight, for real. <laughs> With and the then, whole music industry. And then number 51, mm-hmm. right on the other side. No way. Is Miss Gladys Knight. Are you? And she and Bonnie Raitt is number? 50. Shut up. I t- Bonnie Raitt's I'm a great upset. singer. I mean, I'm upset. I I do have to. I do wonder what I named the scale two cars was. after Gladys Knight. How does she? How does Bonnie? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm done. You know, bye. The, no, no, bye. Take gonna, my headphones off. Bye. They're gonna change it after you tell, uh, you know, Rolling Stone. Hey, I named two cars after Gladys Knight. Oh, she's going straight to number one. <laughs> Maybe okay. <laughs> Maybe the pips helped her out that much. You look so pissed. <laughs> Sweet. I, hey, I don't know what the scale was, okay? I'm you, looking this list up. Okay, go what ahead. What was it called? 100 Greatest Singers of All Time. Okay? So, you... you. Um, but anyway, just getting back to the song. I think this is probably one of the most cliche songs on the planet uh, when it comes to use in, like, shows and TV. Like, you know that scene in, like, in all movies and television when like the two people who like are the most uh most incompatible or like the, <laughs> the the what what's the I don't want to say no it's not star cross lovers I'm getting way too shakespearean um what's what am I talking about like the most unlikely are you kidding me oh jeez we're we're moving past this okay we're doing an episode on this list okay all right well, that may Hey, you know what? That might be our special episode for the season. Fine. Okay. All right. Good gracious. Um. He may, but anyway, like it's either like somebody 
it got like a makeover or the two the two people that you never thought would well, be dating. The ugly girl dating. gets a makeover yes. and the cute guy starts to like her. Yes. So she's all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but can't you hear like when she gets done and she like walks in mm-hmm. for the first time? Let's get this on. Let's all go. Like every movie and every TV show where that happens. <sighs> I'm just saying, like you could throw that in anywhere. That's it's in every romantic comedy. Yes, just about. Just about. Uh, anything with Katherine Heigl in it. <laughs> was it in The Dirty Truth? No, it wasn't. The Ugly Truth, uh, by the, the way. The Ugly Truth, gosh. Love that movie. I Do just you? Like, I just like Gerard Butler in that one scene. Goodbye. You know that's a funny scene. It is funny. That is a funny scene. And you, if you've seen this movie, you know, you know what, what scene I'm, I'm talking about. about. <laughs> that scene. Um... What's in ceviche? What? That's what the stupid girl oh. says. <gasps> okay. She's she's so hung up. I'm never going to finish this episode. Um, I guess I'm just going to have to finish it myself. <laughs> she's so... How did Christina Aguilera beat Mariah Carey? Who made this list? You guys have just missed the most epic facepalm the world has ever seen. She she's so angry right now at Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, we got beef. Uh, anyway, but I think I think the most so of course Bonnie Raitt, well known for this song, but her other song that you'd probably know, especially if you've ever been friend zoned, um, <laughs> is uh, "I Can't Make You Love Me." Oh my god! That oh my gosh! That song, if for if you've ever been friend zoned and for some misguided reason this you decide to listen to this song or it comes on on the radio you're gonna hate your life you're gonna hate your life um i, I think i'm just gonna finish the show by myself this episode yes, by myself because she is so entranced in this um but anyway do you have no you have no comment on the whole uh i can't make you love me do you, are you familiar with that song at all no, because I've never been friend zoned. Well, lucky you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a complete. That's a complete lie. Uh, I think I've just probably blocked those memories out. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, good for you. <laughs> good gracious. Um, but anyway, yeah. No, I mean, she she is a still credit where credit is due. She is yes. a great singer, um, and she has put out some awesome songs. Um, and they both have some pretty incredible staying power. So, but it is disappointing that I don't know Rolling Stone. You kind of you kind of put her in a weird spot, whereas you put Steven Tyler at ninety nine and Stevie Nicks at ninety eight, so. and Gladys Knight at fifty. What right above her? One below below, below. below. exactly. This is how I can't fathom it. How do you have her beating? Gladys, you just, just I like I said I don't know what the scale is that they use to measure it, but that's pretty. We're we're having some issues. <sighs> anyway, because guys, Michael Jackson is at number twenty five. No, uh, it's respectable still. Not oh good lord. Okay, anyway, hi hey, hey, guys. I'm so sorry I cannot be with you in the last two minutes of AC closing the show because my mind is literally blown in the worst way. Her mind is telling her no, but her body, body still is wants also me to saying punch no. somebody. <laughs> Ooh, El Green made number fourteen. <laughs> oh, little Richard, oh God, no! Wahoo! <sighs> now we know something's up. Look for the name of the person who wrote it. Listen, uh, and we can get at him. Ah, uh, guys, number ten, James Brown. Number nine, Stevie Wonder. Well, hey. Number eight, hey, Otis Redding. We are covering no, this at the no, end of the season. No. Don't do I'm this. So don't do this. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Guys, oh my gosh. This is, we this did is it. Not okay. We got the first episode in of season two. Barely. <laughs> Barely, but we got it. We got it in, guys. Oh no. Ay, oh, no. Uh Okay, I'm done. Folks. I'm, I'm done. If you have any complaints. 
any problems with the way that we with the songs that we picked hey if you want to take a look at the hot 100 from 1991 and take a look at songs 41 to 100 and say hey why did you leave this out get at us at sttc podcast on twitter uh shot through the chart at gmail.com is our email address through is t-h-r-u yep email us right do us a favor also whenever you go ahead and decide to either download us from itunes or stitcher or google play wherever you decide to you know get us and subscribe to us if there's some way that you can leave a review hey why don't you just do that Give us the five stars. You could say terrible, terrible things about us. But if you give us the five stars, we'd super appreciate that, guys. Um, <laughs> Just for c- comedic quality. Right. Hey, you, you could, could give us five stars. Hey, you could write whatever you want, right? And then at the very end, just throw in that JK. And we'll be happy. We'd be happy. Just give us that five stars, yo. Just agree with me that this Rolling Stones list is hey, god awful. you know what? At least you have something to look forward to now. We really do At the end of the season, I'm going to have so many notes it's going to rival you. Okay. So many notes. Alright. Alright. Um, you know what? I hope that I can get in touch with some, whoever wrote this article by the time we do hey, that episode. if we can that land that person awesome. as a guest on the show. No, no. They're not talking on my show. This will be email communication only. We'll see about that. We'll see how aggressive <laughs> you are in fighting this. Uh, but anyway, guys, did we say everything? Yes. Um, this is going to be a good season. I'm excited. I can already tell. I can tell that it's going to be full of laughs. Full of <laughs> full, arguments. Full of laughs. Full of tears. and Lots of and tears. Potential violence. <laughs> this is... Uh, it's been real, guys. <laughs> More real than it probably should have been, right. but I don't care. Probably. Ah, uh, guys. Anyway, just, just get at us. We're glad to be back. Get a, we are glad to be back. <laughs> this is Stephanie Henderson. <laughs> and I'm AC Ponce. We will catch you in the next episode. See Bye. you. Bye.